says he gave his life for Christ. He takes what God tells him, and he says it to the children of Israel. He says, would any one of you, this is anyone of the children of Israel, anyone of the individuals that are, that are a part of this nation, when any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of the livestock, and you shall bring it of the herd or of the flock. And so verse 3 through 9 is going to be about offering an oxen. Verse 10 through 13 is going to be about offering a sheep or a lamb. And verse 14 through 17 is going to be about offering birds. And, and the whole point is, is that God accepts offerings of different kinds of the burnt offering because they all cost something different. God doesn't treat you well because you make money. God doesn't treat you unwell because you don't have any. He's not like us. We do have it. Many times we don't even think we do it, but we do. We show favoritism. But God doesn't do that. He's willing to accept different offerings, but for the same purpose as a burnt offering. And so in verse uh, 3, he says, If his offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd, then let him offer a male without blemish. So the sacrifices that are offered have to be male for the burnt offering. And they have to be a male without blemish. can't be the all jacked up and you don't want it anyway. God wants the best. But then he also says you must offer a male. Well, that means it's going to be more costly, right? Because when, if you have a bull, that means you can have a lot more cattle. But if you kill your bull, it costs you some cattle. It's an expensive offering. And what we see here is that it can't just be a male. It has to be one without blemish. Why? Because this bull, this oxen, Jesus, a male offering, a spotless and sinless offering, the best that humanity has to offer is going to be God in human flesh. That's, that's how it's going to happen. He shall offer it of his own free will at the tabernacle of the tent of the court. He shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering. So imagine you bring your cow, your bull, and you put your hand on its head.
rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. By the way, his yoke is not his own invention. My burden is light. And his burden for people is not light and meat, but for Jerusalem. Oh, how I long to bring you under my wings like a hand that gathers chips. And you would not have me. When he leaped that, he said, he prophesied over the nation what would happen in Jerusalem. In 70 AD, Rome came in and destroyed the temple. That's what he was talking about. Because they didn't receive Christ as what? Destruction. Yet salvation still offered. Because his arms are stretched wide. So chapter 2, the grain offering. When anyone offers a grain offering to the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour, and he shall put oil on it with frankincense on it. He shall bring it to Aaron's sons and priests, one of whom shall take from it his new full of fine flour and oil with all the frankincense. So with some of the oil, but all the frankincense. And the priest shall burn it as a memorial on the altar, an offering made by fire with sweet oils. The rest of the grain offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It shall be most holy of the offerings of oil made by fire. So a portion of this offering, this is not offering the life, the whole body, but instead this is offering the work of your hands, the increase of your labor. So they're offering um, fine flour, and then a portion gets burned on the altar, and a portion goes to the servants of the tabernacle. So it's essentially feeding the people that are serving the nation in the tabernacle. At the same time as a portion that gets burnt is given to the poor. And if, verse 4, you bring as an offering a grain offering baked in the oven, it shall be unleavened cakes of fine flour mixed with oil or unleavened wafers anointed with oil. But if your offering is a grain offering baked in a pan, it shall be of fine flour, unleavened, mixed with oil. And you shall break it in pieces and pour oil on it. It's a grain offering. And if your offering is a grain offering baked in a covered pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. So there's always oil. There's always frankincense involved. So why do you think that is? Verse 1, he says, bring your best flour. Bring fine flour. It's hard work, but bring fine flour. Anointed with olive oil. And this wasn't so it would be moist when you eat it. This was so that this type of oil, olive oil in the Old Testament, is a picture of the Holy Spirit, the bread of life, anointed with the Spirit, and then the frankincense. Frankincense was given to Jesus at his birth, and it speaks of his communion with the Father. So fine flour, verse 2 and 3, baked cakes, verse 4, fried on a griddle, makes me think of pancakes in the oven. That's what it makes me think of griddle cakes. Or, verse 7, baked in a covered pan. It doesn't matter. Fine flour with oil. Frankincense. Now, verse 12, verse 14 through 16, talk about the offering of first fruits, which we'll get to later, but they're not to be burnt. First fruits are to be offered to the servants that work in the tabernacle. But then, um, in the verse 11, Verse 11. 
Yeah. 